Is an actual rivalry developing in big-time sprint car racing, or is it all just social media hype? We'll talk about that today, plus bad news for James McFadden, takeaways from Volusia, Big Perm finally breaks through, and much more. Let's go. It's Sunday, February 11th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. It was an intriguing first weekend of sprint car racing down at Volusia with this added wrinkle now of two national tours. There were things happening on social media, and I'm a bit surprised that there actually seems to be some pretty serious divisiveness between fans about High Limit versus the World of Outlaws. We saw comments from Brad Sweet about a rivalry, and the High Limit Twitter account wasn't afraid to push things on the weekend, especially after High Limit affiliated drivers swept the podium on Friday night. There were some visceral reactions to that social media chatter with some not pleased about it happening uh, and others celebrating the smack talk. It's clear there are some strong feelings among the fans, but I wanted to try and get a sense of how deep this actually goes and when it's actually being felt in the pits. I've had conversations today with a few different drivers about the situation and reactions were mixed. Clearly, Brad is all in on making a rivalry happen based on his public comments and some others feel it as well. But there are yet other drivers who told me it's mostly just hype. I do think it's worthwhile here, too, to point out that clearly these guys are hyper-competitive people and probably don't necessarily need any more added motivation to try and beat each other on any given night, but there does seem to be some measure of pride on the line. There was an interesting moment on the weekend that was captured by Cameron Sayich, who does a bunch of content stuff for the JJR41. Uh, some close quarters racing between David Gravel and uh, Brad Sweet, which is a fun kind of illustration of this whole thing. It even caught the eye of Kyle Larson on Twitter, uh, you know, just... This is kind of what this is going to be about. Uh, publicly and via social media, I do think you'll see a lot of this cultivation of the rivalry stay pretty one-sided. I do think there is value for High Limit to fan these flames, and that will probably continue. But don't expect the Outlaws to participate much. Uh, you might get comments from the drivers about it here and there, but the Outlaw social media accounts and the series as a whole are not going to play along. They're going to pretend like High Limit doesn't exist. The relationship between the two sides in a lot of areas remains not good, and you won't get the outlaw side to engage. Fans can say that they should, or that it's better for the sport, or that if they were in charge, they would do it. But in this competitive landscape, they just don't view it that way. And I'm sorry if you don't like that, but that's just how it is. As for the racing itself, yes, high limit drivers did win twice and grab a bunch of podium spots, but it's actually two outlaw affiliated drivers who come out of the weekend on top of the standings. David Gravel was the most consistent on the weekend, picking up a win and four top six finishes. He leads the uh, way-too-early championship leaderboard right now over Gio Selzy. He also earned the week-long Gator title. Gio also consistent all four nights. He had a 7th and 3 fourths plus laps led on Saturday night. Sheldon Huddenshield took the big check last night, driving from third to the win and scoring $20,000. It was Sheldon's first outlaw win since Skagit last August. It was his first outlaw top five since the National Open at Williams Grove. It was a strong way as well to uh, end what was kind of a bleak weekend for the Stenhouse Marshall team. They struggled with engines. They finished 25th or worse two of four nights. As for Tyler Courtney, his strong ones with the Outlaws just keep rolling. 11 straight top 10s, two wins, laps led in four features, and eight top fives in that span as well. I would not sleep on this team as the high limit season gets going. The Outlaws are off now for a few weeks and will return to racing back at Volusia on March 3rd and 4th. As for High Limit, their season begins tomorrow night at East Bay. They expect somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 cars uh, to participate, and you'll see several teams uh, race Monday and Tuesday who were not at Volusia. 
And that might not make sense. Why not maximize a trip south with your race team? But with as difficult as Volusia is on engines, some teams just aren't interested in taking that risk. Also, I know a number of teams have struggled over the four days at Volusia, but I wouldn't go full overreaction just yet. Volusia is definitely its own animal and won't necessarily be a great barometer for some of these teams. I also want to address a little bit. It feels like the high limit versus outlaw rivalry talk. It, it makes it feel like the high limit guys are like underdogs, but let's not forget that Brad Sweet has been really incredible at Volusia over the years, obviously coming off five straight outlaw championships. So we shouldn't be surprised that a guy like him ran well this week. Uh, one other high limit note for you, James McFadden will not race this week at East Bay, and it sounds like the two nights at Golden Isles in a few weeks are in jeopardy as well. His passport and visa paperwork and clearance to return to the U.S. has been delayed, and he's not stateside just yet. In his place, Dominic Selzy will run McFadden's Roth 83 at East Bay with high limit, which the team announced over the weekend. That will keep the 83 in the hunt for the owner side of things and with the charter stuff, but it's going to be a significant blow to a championship run for McFadden. You can't miss two races against a group like this and hope to climb out of that hole. It sucks to see J-Max season kind of unraveled before it's really even started. Uh, wrapping up uh, UMP modified action at Dirt Car Nationals, Kyle Strickler charged from 17th to the win in the Big Gator finale last night, topping Tyler Nicely and Dustin Sorensen. Nicely won the week-long championship, winning four times in six races. Across the state at East Bay, the last several nights, the uh, Lucas Oil Land Model Dirt Series closed out their portion of Winter Nationals for the final time. Brandon Shepard won Monday night's makeup feature earlier this week with Jimmy Owens and Jonathan Davenport also earning victories. Owens hadn't won a Lucas show since 2022. It was a stretch of 59 races between scores. As for Davenport, he ended an 18-race winless streak himself, but that team has had plenty of speed in between. They've run up front, they've led laps. The big question, at least for the time being around Davenport, will be if he actually stays out uh, with Lucas full-time. With East Bay done, he sits third in the standings behind Ricky Thornton Jr. and Hudson O'Neill, and his plans remain not set in stone at the moment. As for Saturday night's winner, it finally happened. Nine second-place finishes and laps led a bunch hadn't yet equated into a win for Dalton Wilson, but the driver they call Big Perm finally was able to erase that zero in the win column. He drove from six to the lead by lap 16 and led the rest of the way to back his first-ever Lucas win. He survived lap traffic and a late restart to finally make it happen. Uh, absolutely emotional in victory lane, as you would expect. His team, uh, obviously emotional as well. A lot of guys happy for, for Dalton Wilson last night. For a lot of these teams now, they won't get a lot of rest. They have today off from racing, but lay model action begins Monday at Volusia. Lucas itself returns to racing at Golden Isles here in a few weeks. That is that dual weekend with high limit. Uh, joining the late models at Volusia on Monday and Tuesday will be the USAC National Sprint Cars, and they open their 2024 season Friday and Saturday at Ocala. Justin Grant started fourth both nights and won both nights. Going back to 2023, Grant has now won three straight, four of the last five, and seven of the last 12 USAC national events. Robert Ballou, Logan Seavey, and CJ Leary also were in the top five both nights. USAC will be back at Ocala later this week once they are finished at Volusia. And at Alltech, Matt Shepard continued his winning ways, bagging two of the last three nights of the Sunshine Swing. So he won Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then Stuart Friesen finally broke through uh, on Saturday to end Superman's dominance. Saturday was hard charger night at Alltech with Friesen going 11th to the win. Shepard went 10th to second and Matt Williamson 18th to third. Uh, we won't see the short track Super Series again until March 9th at Georgetown. The modified racers down south, though, will get a few days off. And then the Super Dirt Car Series season begins Wednesday at Volusia. Uh, that's it for the daily today. Thanks for tuning in and subscribing to the show. Hope you guys have a great Sunday out there. Enjoy the Super Bowl. If you are a football fan, 
Uh, we'll see everybody back here tomorrow.